Don't miss an average below par radio show with Tom and Dolly on Triple M. Rock, 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 rock. Stupid management. The people are real. The cases are real. This is Tom and Dolly. I just call to say. Holy cow, when's, when's this best segment you've ever had, Tom? I mean, I'll, it almost like, is that, uh, it's, I'm a Holly. Scotty. I wouldn't have a clue, you both sound the same, you both tell the same stupid jokes. Mate, I've been listening this... to you for a whole year and I still can't tell who's who. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Well, uh, I'm I'm Tom, Scotty. <laughs> and I'm Ollie, and thank you for joining us uh, on this happy <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. By the way, Tom, uh, start the show off by saying this. What under the blues? NSW getting the, the state of origin. Game one in the bag. Great. There you go. Uh, although tonight we are very much an AFL-focused show as we, we, are. we speak directly to AFL Heartland, Melbourne and Adelaide tonight, mm. leaving behind the NRL fanatics. It is a special show, Ollie, leading up to the AFL Pride game that's happening this Saturday at Etihad Stadium. It is, of course, between St Kilda and Sydney. And it's um it's it's supporting the idea of LGBTQI inclusion. So that's why tonight's show is all about one question. Mm. Here it is: Why are there no openly gay male AFL players currently? <laughs> oh, so sorry, I, I shouldn't have trivialised it. I'll point when I want it. Okay. Currently playing or playing in the past. <laughs> wow, I thought it was a serious chat, Tom, and you've already undermined uh, it. Well, it's serious, but we can also have fun at the same time, Ollie. Now, you might be wondering, why is this a question? Why is it relevant? Already on Facebook, a lot of comments on our post, Tom, on Facebook at Tom and Ollie saying, why is it even a question? What does it matter? Footy's about footy. Well, no, football is about culture, and culture is about life, uh, lifestyle, living, being yourself, being who you really are. So it is a relevant question. Uh, we're going to explore it uh, I mean, with a number of guests. Vic Health has even uh, has found that three out of five LGBTIQ footy fans have experienced or witnessed homophobia or transphobia at a football game. So yeah. if, if there's people watching the country's game, AFL, mm. and they're not feeling welcome or included, yeah then that's an issue. Spot on, Tom. And it's not an obsession with, you know, oh, who's gay? Let's find out. It's no. actually about exploring the culture around AFL, uh, grassroots, and at the professional level. So many people to come. We've got uh, Lisa Lang, for the GM of community at St Kilda Football Club. Angie Green, who created stand-up events. Of course, Samantha Lane, who needs no introduction, AFL journalist, author, and commentator. And we'll finish off from the AFL themselves, AFL GM of inclusion and social policy, Tanya Hosh. But up next, uh, Jason Ball. You might have heard of him from the, the Greens party. He's also been an AFL player at grassroots level who came out. He's the co-creator of the Pride Cup, making uh, Pride matches around the country happen in grassroots footy. Jason and Ball, up next. You with Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom, all this week in the lead up to the Pride game, which is, of course, the AFL match between Sydney and St Kilda, we are investigating one question. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge topic, but it, it does revolve around one key question, and we've got Jason Ball in to have a chat about this. Uh, good evening, Jason. Good evening, guys. The question is this, and I'll start off by asking this broad question to you. Why are there no openly gay male AFL players? Is it too big to, to ask that? Or? It, is a, it is a big question. I think there's lots of answers and lots of reasons. Um, I can probably give some window into it from my perspective growing up playing country footy mm. as a gay player. And for me, the football club felt like the one place that I would never be accepted for being gay, mostly because of the language that was used around the club. You know, whether it's the word gay to mean bad or weak or soft or homophobic language like fag or poof, you know, that felt like a constant reminder that whether it was coming from over the fence or if it was coming from the opposition or if it was coming from my coach or my own teammates, mm. that 
if anyone in this environment knew that I was gay, I thought that I wouldn't be accepted. I thought maybe I'd be kicked off the team. Maybe I wouldn't be able to play footy anymore, which was a game that I loved. So I went to, you know, great lengths to hide my sexuality for most of my footy career growing up. Mm. Uh, it, it is a huge question. You're right. Just a bit of context. I mean, you, you've done everything from politics for with the Greens. Um, you've started uh, through Change.org Pride Cup, which is campaigning for Pride rounds or Pride games across the country, even at grassroots levels. Um, but can I scale back for just a second and ask what is, I think, a dumb question, but I think it's worth asking. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people out there, some folks might say, well, there's probably just no gay AFL players that just don't play. <laughs> is that How would you respond to that statement? Uh, I would say if you're looking at 800 people, that is incredibly unlikely that there are no gay players. I think you could say that it would probably be less than the general population because I'd think there'd be a lot of self-exclusion. There's a lot of people who stop playing sport while they're growing up because they don't feel comfortable in that environment. But if they do keep playing in that environment, they feel like they need to be in the closet. Mm. And there's been research done on that, you know, that we've seen uh, that out on the fields research that came out a few years ago found that 80% of people have had experienced homophobia in sport specifically. And the impact that that has was that almost nine out of 10 young gay people playing sport said that they felt more comfortable being in the closet than being open about it. So I think what we are more likely seeing within the AFL is that not a single male player feels comfortable to actually come out, not that there would be none there. Yeah. Jason, I'm not a massive AFL fan, but being a gay male, I kind of feel frustrated that um, there could be some uh, closeted gay players in the league. And that I find that frustrating. Like, should, can I even be frustrated? And, and like, do you think that they're letting down the community a bit by, by not coming out? I think that's too much pressure to put on them as individuals. You know, no one should be forced out of the closet. Sure. Uh, but there is no doubt that it would have a tremendous positive impact on Australian society and that that individual would become a role model for young gay kids to know that they can grow up in a world where they can be anything, that being gay is not going to define them. They can still be an AFL player. That would have a tremendously positive impact on those young people. It would have had a huge positive impact on me when I was a young person growing up. Oh, you've been nominated. Uh, actually, you've won 2017's Young Australian of the Year for Victoria. Um, is Was coming out in 2012 when you were playing for Yarra Glen Footy Club, was that what motivated you to come out, that idea of having a social change? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the main story that I wanted to share when I spoke publicly about my story was how I was accepted by my teammates Mm -hmm. because all the fears that I had in my head because of that language, that wasn't actually, those fears weren't realized. And part of me felt silly for thinking that I'd had to hide it for so long and the extent I had gone to hide it. But I kind of came to the realization that a lot of the homophobic language and behavior coming from my teammates growing up, like it wasn't coming from a place of hatred towards me or people who were gay, but it was coming from ignorance and not understanding the impact that that would be having on one of their own teammates. And after I I did come out and I was accepted, you know, that was like a massive weight off my shoulders and the homophobic language faded from the vocab of my teammates. And so I wanted to share that story because when I was young and struggling to come to terms with who I was, especially in that macho footy environment, if I had have known that there could be a gay player and that he could be out to his teammates and that it wouldn't be a big deal, um, that would have really helped me a lot. 
Did your footy change after you came out or, or did the footy stay exactly the same? No, I played better. Yeah, um, wow. I, I felt more part of that club than I had in my whole life because wow. I could be my whole self in that environment. Up until that point, I never got involved in conversations about relationships or what I was doing on the weekend. I would second guess everything that I said or did and that extra energy and effort that you're using to censor yourself is stuff that you could be putting to a much more <laughs> like positive... Like a tackle. Yeah. <laughs> like a hard tackle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you think Yarra Glen Footy Club, which is like a, would you say regional or at least suburban club? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's regional. They're out in uh, Yarra Rangers Football right. League in the Victoria. Is that a typical club, do you think, across Australia in terms of a grassroots club? Yeah, I would say so, if anything as rough as they come. Right. So you, I guess what you're saying then is that if guys were to come out, you know, as as young players, they would most likely find a large wealth of support. Uh, not only from my story, but from others I've spoken to. I've had players write to me from other regional areas and they've come out to their community football club and they have been accepted. Um, you know, And that's not to say that that would be everyone's experience and everyone's story, but I think that largely these days we actually don't give credit to how accepting people are. And if you give them the chance, you'll be surprised, um, you know, even in community football, how accepting people can be. Let's now turn to the AFL Pride game, which is happening this Saturday, the 9th of June at Etihad. It starts at seven o'clock. You'll, you'll actually be able to hear it on Triple M. You're the co-founder of the Pride Cup. How difficult was that to try and put into place? How, how, how tough was it? The Pride Cup, uh, for any of your listeners who aren't aware, is you know a community football game where we theme it around rainbow. So creating a rainbow 50-meter line or creating rainbow jumpers for both of the teams. And the idea behind this actually didn't come from me. It came from my teammates at Yarra Glen and my coach. Right. Like They wanted cool. to do something to show that they supported me and also to send the message out there to the rest of our community that it doesn't matter whether you're a player or an official or a supporter, you, know, you don't have to choose between being yourself and playing the game that you loved. And that was the message we wanted to get out there through the Pride Cup in Yarra Glen. And it started five years ago. And since then, and since the AFL were inspired to take the initiative to the national level, there's now 11 of these events happening across Victoria. We've got on the weekend, we saw one in Adelaide. Um, next month, there'll be one on the Gold Coast. So, you know, this is now start of a, a movement. And in a lot of ways, it's a movement that transcends sport. Like not only is it about telling people that, you know, they can be gay and play sport and that they should be welcomed and celebrated. But because footy clubs are often the heart of regional communities, when they show leadership on this issue, it kind of has ripple effects throughout entire communities outside of the world of sport. Mm. And so why was St Kilda and Sydney chosen to represent the AFL Pride game? Well, they chose themselves. So this was something that didn't come from the AFL at the top. It came from both the Sydney Swans and the St Kilda Football Club. And that was in part, I think, for St Kilda they really felt a sense of ownership over this issue because of where they're based. Um, St Kilda is a suburb for anyone who's been there, is a place where everyone belongs. You know, it's the <laughs> home of Pride March here in Melbourne. Plenty and of so, loose units. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's where, you know, the homeless people rub shoulders with the rock stars. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. that's St Kilda. And so... Uh, for their club, they were wanting to reconnect with the grassroots uh, suburb of, of St Kilda. And so LGBTI pride was one part of that story. And so 
St Kilda, to their credit, they were looking at doing this in 2015 and they decided that they would wait because they really, they didn't want to rush it. They didn't want it to be tokenistic. They wanted to do it properly. And so what they did is they actually sent someone from their community development team to go and sit on the organising committee of Yarra Glen's Pride Cup for a whole year to sort of learn what we were doing uh, before they took it to the national level. And for the Sydney Swans, you know, Sydney also home of the Mardi Gras and everything like that, it makes a lot of sense from them in terms of where they are, their supporter base, to to get on board with with this issue and and, you know, it's been shared between the two cities over the past three years and it's been a really amazing event. Um, well, Jason, one more question for you. Um, as, a, as an ex-player and someone who's very involved in this stuff, uh, looking to the future, what do you think are the top three things we need to see to make the, the AFL and, and, and sport generally more inclusive? Well, I think the first thing is a very easy one for anyone who's listening and it, it's about the power of language. Um, you know, when one of the biggest takeouts for my teammates and for anyone who listens to my stories, the impact that homophobic language had on me when I was a young person growing up playing footy. Um, it was the biggest thing that made me feel like I couldn't come out. And it's the easiest thing that people can change. You know, mm. you can think of other words for bad or stupid or disgusting that's not gay. Um, yeah. And uh, and also on top of that, calling out others who use that language. You know, not everyone does it on purpose. Sometimes it's accidental. It's just part of the culture. But you need to be willing to pick people up if they do use that language. And I think the third thing is far beyond just not saying homophobic things. We need to be like visible and proactive about creating an environment where people can be themselves. And that's what the Pride game and the Pride Cup is all about. It's sort of going out of our way in an environment where historically people haven't felt accepted or welcomed and where we have terrible statistics around, you know, abuse and discrimination and turning that space into like our biggest, most visible ally for the LGBTI community, putting straight guys in rainbow footy jumpers and they're like, yep, thumbs up, we're on board with the LGBTI community. That's the kind of stuff that'll change a culture. That's the kind of stuff so that future generations, when they come in and play sport and play football, they won't be in the situation where AFL players are currently in where they feel like they have to hide who they are. Amazing stuff. Jason Ball, thank you so much for all the work that you've done for the Pride Cup. You've got a brand new website launching tonight as well, pridecup.org.au. Yeah, absolutely. So we're really proud to have the support of St Kilda and Sydney, as well as Vic Health and the Victorian government to launch Pride Cup Australia. So we are calling out for any community sporting club across any code to sign up if they want to do a Pride Cup themselves in 2019. And so they can go to pridecup.org.au, fill in their details. We'll be in touch to roll this out in a real big way next year brilliant thanks Amazing Jason stuff. get signed up if you or you know or your team wants to be part of a pride cup pridecup.org.au and I think it makes sense I mean if you're sitting there going well that's great but I'm not gay so it doesn't affect me I think everyone wins if we can get pride cups and and more uh, diversity happening because it just makes uh, the world a more easy place to hang out Yep. Anyone who is listening who is straight, you hold the key to mm. equality and to acceptance for the LGBTI community. It's up to the friends and the mums and the dads and the brothers and the sisters and the football teammates of LGBTI people to speak up so that we can change this. Brilliant. Mm. Thanks, Jason. Yes. I'm so sorry. I just had to do it. Yes, Queen. <laughs> Killer Queen. You with Triple M's, Tom and Ollie. Uh, a bit of a special one tonight. We have questions tonight. It's a big question question is, why are there no openly out male AFL players, um, past or present, in the AFL? We've still got so many more amazing guests to come, including Samantha Lane, who you know as an AFL journalist. 
Uh, and it's not a question that we're looking for a one-word answer, Tom, of, no. you know, oh, well, there are none, or, you know, here's one, I found one. Mm. We're actually uh, asking the question to expose uh, the, the broader issue of if the culture isn't right, then how do we get it closer to being a space where guys can come out? Yeah, it's uh, just the idea of kind of toxic, toxic masculinity, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and in the same way that the Women's League seems to have been able to leapfrog this whole issue and sexuality isn't a problem there and... Um, so let's 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 discover what the issue is tonight. One triple three five three. If you do want to join the conversation on this uh, on Facebook, Tom, uh, can I read a few comments out? Because already uh, on our post that Tom and Ollie, people saying <laughs> Brian Maloney has said it's about footy, not what sexual orientation you prefer. F F S. So he's annoyed, uh, and he's the only one. There are other guys saying uh, Damien Burbage said, "Why is this? Why is this even a topic?" Um, so a couple of those kind of comments, and I think it's important to understand for people like that going, what's the point of this? Well, it is relevant. And you've heard from Jason Ball just then who played AFL at a, a grassroots level. And just by his story, we can see that there are plenty of guys out there, young men who would like to feel comfortable playing AFL and talking about their own sexual lives and, you know, boyfriends and going out. But if, if you're gay, it's a different story and it, it's harder. So, Well, Vic Health did some research earlier. He found that uh, three out of five uh, footy fans that uh, identify with the LGBTIQ community have experienced or witnessed homophobia or transphobia at a football game. So more than half of our LGBTQI brothers and sisters mm-hmm. um, have witnessed that. And that's that's pretty disgusting. And uh, since the AFL Pride game has started, of course, three years ago, this is the third year, um, it's happening this Saturday as well, 90% of people in that community who attended the first Pride game found it welcoming, safe, and inclusive. So it's pretty easy that just by putting on this match and by having a couple of rainbow uh, pieces of uh, apparel that it's, that it's working. Yeah. But Tom, a lot of guys might be sitting here thinking, you know... Every AFL game and, and club and community is welcoming. So what are you whinging about? Just yeah. get involved, you know, LGBTIQ community. Well, Tom, how would you respond to that? Well, growing up, I can tell you that growing up, I, I found that um, because there were no openly gay AFL players or, you know, homosexuality wasn't even spoken about, I found that I didn't engage with the game at all. For now, I don't, I don't engage with the AFL at all. But even just posting on my own personal Instagram tonight, I've already had uh, a couple of people saying things like, very ballsy, pun intended for Triple M, mate. <laughs> Effing legend, he said, um, talking about this issue. That There's a whole bunch of people in my community who are just going, thank God someone is talking about this. Okay, great. Well, let's hear from Sean on Munchable 353. What are your thoughts, Sean, on why there aren't any out players in the AFL for men? Uh, yeah, g'day. Um, nice to speak to you, fellas. Um, Pleasure. Oh, I think that... Uh, uh, the NRL guy was right that uh, it is a very male-orientated sport and, um, you know, it is a rough and tough game. And at the end of the day, everybody goes back to the club after the game and it's all uh, like a real rah, 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 you know, I'm tough, I've done this, I've done that. Mm. But at the end of the day, um, I think it's, 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 like you said, it's all about the footy and the personality of the person and their sexuality all comes later. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, if you're a good player, it doesn't really matter about what your sexual orientation is. Um, and if if people do come out, um, the 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 gay guys do come out, they'll be embraced. Mm. It's all, you know, it's, it's they're good footballers, uh, good sportsmen, good people. Their sexual uh, orientation doesn't really matter. So, do you yeah. think it's an important conversation to have? I do, I do, because um, there's, like, I know people that have 
um, never really played sport, they and someone gets them into sport, mm. whether they're gay or not, um, and they exceed at it. So all someone needs is a chance, yeah. and the gay people need a chance to be embraced. What are your thoughts? One triple three five three on Facebook. Tom Craig said uh, there is a fear about being the first person and copying too mm. much criticism, just like Adam Goods did by being the first. Uh, I guess not first, but being a real proud indigenous indigenous uh, Australian. John, what do you think on one triple three five three? Well, I, I just think that what you do for fifteen minutes in your bedroom or whatever during the day has oh. absolutely nothing to do with the human that you are. Forty-five minutes. Come on, John. <laughs> <laughs> I come on. Now, now you're talking yourself up. Yeah, 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 speak yeah, for yourself, yeah, totally. Tom. But, yeah, but but don't you don't you find that it could be such such more of a an accepting and, and welcoming and opening oh, community? I just, I just look. I, I'm fifty-two and I've had gay friends since I was twelve. Mm. And it it was just like, hey man, whatever you whatever you're up to, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's not what makes you; it's your personality and whether you're a nice person and what you do and how you treat everybody. But John, is the point of what you're saying that uh, therefore we shouldn't talk about it, or you're saying it's? Oh no, no, no! What I'm saying is that I believe it should be totally irrelevant in society. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree, it's, though, to, to make it irrelevant, it needs to become oh, yes, uh, spoken I, about? Yeah, yeah, hey, look, there's probably 36 plus... If you do your statistics, yeah. they reckon that there's about 740 blokes in the, in the AFL on the list. Yeah. You'd say that they reckon that 10% of the male population is gay, considering the... I'd say probably 5% in the AFL. So that means you've got 38 AFL players that are hiding in the closet. Well, there you go. There's clear statistics from John. Thank you very have, much I for have, your I thoughts. fact check those stats. Uh, <laughs> John is right, Tom. Oh! Well, one in ten is the, is the stats on, on having same-sex thoughts. So, so well done, John. Yeah. Uh, hey, still so much more to come up next. We're going to have Lisa Lang, the GM of community at St Kilda Football Club, very soon. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie. I've got questions. We understand if you do too. What the hell is that? Tom and Ollie on Triple M. We're still exploring the question, Tom, why are there no out gay AFL players uh, in the league? Um, And we're doing that by chatting to a number of different, uh, well, you could say experts, people in various fields from from, uh, past players to people involved in journalism, et cetera, in the AFL. But we want your thoughts as well on 13353. Hayden, why do you reckon there are any male out AFL players? Mate. How you going, fellas? Good hey, night, uh, It's all because no one wants to be splashed across the media. It's their personal lives. Mm. They don't want to be the headlines on the footy show. They don't want to be the headlines on the Herald Sun. They just they just want to do their thing in private. They've mm. got a public enough life mm. in the in the football zone. Yeah. They don't need to express their sexual persuasions yeah. to the whole world. That's their own private business and they should be entitled to have that private business. Even when we have things like the Brownlow Medal where there's uh, almost a parade of girlfriends and partners that come down, yet there there might be a guy there that goes, I want to bring my boyfriend. How are we, how are we making a great environment for that to happen? Well, we're not because all this media attention to somebody's sexual persuasion just basically outs somebody. It, it, they don't want to be involved in that. They don't want that attention on themselves in their private lives. 
Um, well, then maybe, Tom, if we stop doing this conversation right now and we all look away <laughs> in the media, if we all turn our heads, yeah. it'll all be fine. Yeah. Do, you, do you reckon? Well, we maybe Satan, we could. Or maybe we're the issue. We could put our heads in the sand. That could be fun, couldn't it? <laughs> put some blinkers on. No, nah, look, Hay- Hayden, a respectful conversation now. And Hayden, thank you very much for your thoughts. He's actually quite right. There, yeah. would, be a, there would be a bit of media attention, but hopefully it would also move on quite fast. Well, let's turn directly to the clubs. Up next, we're going to have Lisa Lang, the GM of Community at St. Kilda Football Club. Of course, they're one half of this weekend's Pride game for the AFL, which is why we're talking about this. It's Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Stick around. That's right, Tom. We're continuing uh, our journey here asking the question, why are there no openly gay male AFL players? Of course, there are in the, in the ladies' league. But in the men's league so far, we're yet to see anyone out and proud with their sexuality. Even past and present. It's, it's just insane. Um, we've heard from Jason Ball already, who had some insights into his time at the uh, more of a local level. But um, right now, we're actually joined by Lisa Lang, who is the GM of community at the St Kilda Football Club. Uh, Lisa, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Tom and Ollie. Now, St Kilda is leading the charge with this stuff. You guys were the first to get involved with the Pride game this weekend. Um, how did that start? Was that uh, internal or was it something that was, uh, I guess, suggested to you guys at St Kilda? Um, it certainly started um, well before our first game three years ago. Um, and it um, really came about from, I think, Matt Finnis having come from the AFLPA and having done some work with Jason Ball and marched in the annual Pride March in St Kilda. And, uh, you know, understanding that of I guess of all of the players that we have, um, the stats would show that there would be likely to be some that are of the LGBTIQ community, but um, you know, no one, no one has uh, come out as yet. Um, but also about understanding that um, of all sports, AFL football is the one that the LGBTIQ community um, would love to play and also um, be spectators of, but probably feel the least um, as though they belong there. Mm. Well, you mentioned that stat before being, you know, of course, there are, probably are players who aren't out. The stats do tell us that one in 10 people have do have same-sex attraction thoughts at some point in their life. Um, so, you know, one in 10 is a huge figure. It, 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 to, that, to that extent, uh, I think you could say it's the elephant in the room for the AFL that there are no out players. Um, but at a club level, is it the same elephant in the room for, for a club like yours or are things different internally? Is it less of a bit of a taboo thing? I think with a lot of the work that we've done and, like I said before, we did a lot of work internally around bringing everybody kind of on the journey about why Pride was important for our club and celebrating the LGBTIQ community. So probably about 12 to 18 months um, of work was done. We involved a lot with Jason, um, did a lot of storytelling, a lot of sharing of the stats um, around both participation and um, and, and playing and the LGBTIQ community's um, thoughts around AFL football. And that's something that we wanted to have a really strong influence in being able to change. So, um, you know, you walk through our club um, all of this week and the three weeks leading into Pride and there's Pride flags displayed everywhere and people wearing badges and it's just something that's really openly talked about since um, the, all the time. Yeah, since the introduction of this Pride game, have you seen a change in the club at all, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I think... Um, we have received, you know, great feedback. Mm. Um, we are connected with lots of the LGBT, LGBTIQ community organisations. Um, we have lots of conversations. We introduced, um, you know, I think in the first year, we probably focused a little bit on, um, you know, the lesbian and, and gay element of the community. And last year we introduced um, some stories with uh, a local community transgender female player, which was um, great to be able to introduce that, not only to our staff, but out through our membership base as well, through video. 
And, you know, this year we've got Georgie Stone, who's the Young Victorian Australian of the Year and uh, Young Transgender Teen. So we're kind of really making sure we're trying to um, be inclusive of everybody. Uh, Lisa, as this conversation uh, grows at a place like St Kilda, you know, it's such a diverse area already, uh, and in the club, I imagine an impetus would be building and a tension would almost be arising as this conversation plays out. Is that felt in the sense that, you know, everyone's kind of going, well, are we getting somewhere here and is there going to be a change in someone actually coming out? That's um, that's a really good question. I mean, I don't know that anyone should be forcing anybody to come, anybody to come out. If that's something that kind of occurs and happens, then um, I think that's, you know, potentially a really positive thing in regards to um, a message being sent, you know, to, to youth and uh, anyone else in the LGBTIQ community. But I don't think that people should be forced to come out or have to come out and make that statement. But, um, well, you know, I, I, eventually I guess it will happen because it's, um, you know, it's flowing on so well from Jason's game coming up to AFL level. Uh, you know, even last year we saw multitudes of Pride games across uh community in regional and um, metropolitan Melbourne and uh, you know this year again there is just so many that will take place so I guess as as you're right as it's more and more in the media and, and becoming more of a conversation maybe that will ease ease it for um for a player if they do want to come out. We're speaking to Lisa Lang, who's the GM of community at St Kilda Football Club. I agree with you, um, Lisa, as well. Being a gay man, I don't think anybody should be forced to come out. I think one of the things that we need to look at, though, is the environment in which mm -hmm. um, uh, you know these players are surrounded. Do you think that there is the right environment at a club level that, that would support a player coming out? I think introduction of women's football will certainly change that dynamic and that environment in, in all football clubs when um, around that. And um, I think, you know, I think that will make a really big difference, actually, in around environments of football clubs. I mean, football clubs are traditionally very male. In a way, Lisa, <laughs> yeah, of course they are. Has the Women's League kind of opened the men's league and uh, opened the eyes of, of those in that league to go, hang on, it could be so much more straightforward. Look at the girls. They're just, they don't care. It's they just, just get on with thing. it. They just play footy. I think so, and I think, you know, that image um, last year from the AFLW Awards is just such a beautifully natural image that came out, and, you know, with that celebration and, and a kiss, and I think, yes, it does kind of maybe make it um, not easy is not the right word, but it certainly does influence, I think, the culture. Yeah, Erin Phillips talking to Weston Ferrist and, uh, and kissing yeah. her partner, that was a great yeah. moment. Lisa Lang, thank, thank you so much for chatting to us, and look, we do really uh, celebrate the work that St Kilda has done for the AFL Pride game, which is happening this Saturday. I'll Stand By You is a great theme as well. So thank you for being in involved in that. And let's just hope that we're making the right environment for these players to feel supported, no matter what their sexuality and, and so on. I agree. That's exactly what it's about, just that support. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Tom, with Pride game fast approaching, which is the game between St Kilda and Sydney this Saturday, we thought it would be a great chance to focus the spotlight on homophobia in sport and particularly ask the question, why are there no openly out male AFL players? Why is that the thing? And so today we have Angie Green, who is the CEO and the founder of Stand Up Events, and, and Stand Up Events is all about getting rid of homophobia and transphobia in sport. Um, Angie, you've got a huge background in sport, but welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, I'll just read a bit of uh, your family background because your, your grandfather was a Grand Slam tennis champion. Your father, Russell, uh, Russell Green, was a Hawthorne Footy Club Hall of Fame uh, member. Your brother, Stephen, played for the Hawthorne Footy Club 
uh, for five years, but it's your brother Brent that actually really inspired you to take on this mantle of tr- uh, stamping out homophobia. Tell us about Brent and your story. Yeah, totally. Well, I, um, you know, Brent and Stephen are both older than me and, you know, I grew up in that male team dominated culture, I guess that you could say a bit more than the average person. Um, and growing up, I just, I've been very open about how much I hated it. I did grow up just absolutely hating that kind of heteronormative culture and um, I found it sexist and racist and homophobic and definitely transphobic and um, I didn't want a bar of it. And my brother Brent, who is gay, um, from a young age, around the age of 14, 15, intentionally excluded himself from male team-dominated sports because he didn't feel comfortable. And sadly and unfortunately, research still suggests to us that that's still the case for almost 50% of young gay males um, either excluding themselves or deciding to stay in the closet or going to um, independent um, type sports like swimming or tennis or something like that. And my dad's the first to admit that he was homophobic growing up. Um, You know, the terminology such as poof and dyke and tranny were, were so prevalent in his vocabulary and, um, you know, since having children and and definitely since Brent um, coming out at the age of 18 um, to my family, Brent came out to me when I was 13 years old, Dad has openly said in private and in the media that his biggest regret in life um, and in sport is not knowing how many people he hurt because of his Mm. language and behaviour and it's his his biggest guilt um, Mm. and regret. So he tries to educate people as much as possible. Well, tell us about stand-up events, uh, this uh, charity that you've uh, started to stamp out homophobia and transphobia in sport. Yeah, so I started um, stand-up events in at the beginning of 2015 um, with the goal of shifting uh, language and behaviour in male team-dominated sport. Um, And that's because of of what we know, the stats of people who don't feel included in sports, seeing it, seeing it firsthand, um, you know, with a gay brother, gay best friend, two gay cousins, gay godfather, um, trans friends, it sport has not always been a very inclusive space for all people, whether that's intentional or not. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we we run events, we um, we run awareness events, we um, run galas, fun runs, all that kind of stuff, which is great. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just not satisfied unless we know that we're actually making measurable change. Can I ask you, why do you think the AFL women's uh, are, are so much more successful at having, you know, diversity and, you know, players being out and proud about it? Yeah, I think, um, look, I think because it's happened authentically, um, you know, Women have 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 grown up in sport, and you know the AFLW is new for us. Um, it's a new landscape, and people have come exactly as they are. Um, and but what is really frightening is because I, I thought that there would be no issues in the AFLW um, when it came to sexuality and gender. Like I really thought that, um, but there have been quite a few women that I have spoken to who have said that there have been people around them who have said, keep your sexuality right. down. Wow. Um, we And it is weird and it's just like, no, you know, like yeah. we've got such a, a great opportunity now just for people to be exactly who they are and, and why are we even, and it sounds contradictory because I'm about to say, why are we even having this conversation? And we <laughs> yeah. obviously know why we are, but why, how, how, 
dare anyone in 2018 and ever be able to be told that they can show if they're going to be in the public eye, they can show certain elements of themselves and not others. And it does concern me that if that happened at the very beginning with the AFLW, uh, what's happening in our men's side? You know, what... Is that another layer our, our as well? Our players being told to, you know, just keep it keep it quiet. Yeah, and I'm certainly not suggesting mm. that. But I just, if you see that in the AFLW, where it, you know, where there's so much positivity, love, positivity, yeah. and you know, mm. just being completely who you are. If those conversations have started in the AFL, sorry, were happening in the AFLW, um, I I don't know if that's happening in the mm. in the men's as well. Yeah. Where, where to next? What, what do we need to do? We need to stop using homophobic language. Mm. I mean, things like the AFL Pride game happening this Saturday, the 9th of June, we obviously have seen such a positive response to that. Yeah. And, that, and that's so massive. I suppose from my only point of view, it's it, everything you've said has is exactly right. If you're using homophobic language, you're just squashing people around you. Yeah. You're just making people feel like shit. And if you're yep. any type of person... Who doesn't want to make other people feel like shit? Then stop using and don't play te- don't play team sport <laughs> and don't play team sport. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to be a bad boy asshole, yeah. uh, you can do that, but don't play team sport because the sport. whole point is that you get together. Exactly um, right. Thank you, Angie Green. Your Pleasure. thoughts are uh, spot on, uh, and your scenario is great. Your whole family's the story is excellent, and good luck in all future stand up events. Thank you, thank you so much. Standupevents.com.au if you'd like to get involved. Thank Thanks, you. Angie. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Oh, it's a massive one tonight, Ollie, isn't it? Certainly is, Tom. Huge debate going on uh, on the socials on Facebook at Tom and Ollie, and uh, obviously live on tonight's show as we discuss the relevance of the question: Why are there no out male gay AFL players? Still, so much more to come. A lot of you were saying, "Hey, what's the media got to do in this?" Well, we will talk to Sam Lane very soon, who is, of course, an AFL journalist, and then we'll talk to the AFL themselves. Tanya Hosh, AFL GM of Inclusion and Social Policy. Let's hear from uh, Mick on Triple Three Five Three. What are your thoughts, Mick? Oh, good day, boys. How you going? Good, good mate. mate. Yeah, good night. Uh, look, yeah. you know what? I, I I don't think it should matter, boys. I mean, look, shouldn't we all be out there, like on the sporting field, just uh, just uh, being chosen because of our talent and our skill. Yep. Um, and, and can I say to you, brothers, I don't. If I was to meet you in person, I wouldn't come up to you and say, "Hey, my name's Mick. I'm gay." Mm-hmm. Oh, or I wouldn't come up and say, "Hey, are you, are you gay?" My, no, 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 I'm not. I'm oh, straight. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, no. Well, <laughs> no, 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 you wouldn't say it because you're straight. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I wouldn't come up and say, "Boys." Here you going, I'm Mick, yep. I'm straight. Yep. Yeah. Because I think we've moved past that. Like, yep. Well, certainly for a certain section it has. And, and before, you said, oh, you know, you've got, you've got all the AFL players down there and they've got all their wives down there or their girlfriends or what do they call their wags. Mm. And I go, okay. Um, and so someone turns up with their boyfriend or their husband, a guy turns up, why should that even... It shouldn't oh, matter, but it, but it shouldn't matter, but it's not happening. So that, that's the point, Mick. Yeah. You're probably the fifth person to call up, and I, I I respect that you're saying it doesn't matter, and that's a nice thought to have that it shouldn't matter whether you're gay or straight. But the reality is, you're probably the fifth to tenth person straight male to say it doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter. Not one gay person has called up and said it doesn't matter. In fact, all the gay messages we get to on on social media, Tom and Ollie, all the gay people are saying it, it does, does matter. matter. So it's <laughs> nice to be straight and say it doesn't matter, but that's not the truth for people who it actually matters for. So I well, appreciate the, your comment. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that too, boys. So, so um, I, I'm not sure whether segregation. So, and, yeah. and what I mean, what, yeah, because I I think when our heart as as 
straight guys because I, I was born straight. Yeah. Um, and I know, I, and I've got so much, so many friends that yeah. that, that are gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of our best friends are gay. Um, yeah. and you know what? We're really good friends because it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and so, so to be honest, um, I'm, I'm not sure, like in the circle of gay people that we're friends with. Yeah. None of this is an issue. Um, so Have you spoken I'm, I'm, to them about them? About yeah, of course. This? Yeah, of course. And they, they go, oh, no, it's not an issue at all. Jeez. Well, some of our gay friends don't actually want things like the Mardi Gras. Do you know why? Yeah. Because they, they would like the Mardi Gras to yeah. include straight people. Which it does. <laughs> it definitely does. Anyway, we're going yeah. down rabbit holes here. Absolute rabbit holes. But yeah. um, let's plow on because I hear what Mick's saying, but we want to answer those questions and we've got uh, more thoughts to get to on 13353 up next. If you want to get involved, give us a buzz right now. Mm. Um, we'll take some more of your thoughts and then get to Samantha Lane, journalist and panellist on Before the Game. You're with Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Give us a call. Science fiction, divinals, Triple M's Tom and Ollie as we tackle a massive question tonight. Because that's what we do. We have questions on this show, and sometimes they're not easy. One triple three five three. Get involved in this one. Hmm. Why are there no openly out male AFL players? Jump, jump on the phone. One triple three five three. What do you reckon about this? Uh, lots of potential answers, Tom. We're really exploring the whole issue, and it's not about a witch hunt. It's not about finding who's gay and who's not. It's not about uh, you know saying gayness or straightness is is what's better, what's worse. But it's about exploring a culture and making sure that we do have a national code of sport that is as welcoming as it could be. And if you think about it, no one being out and proud about their sexuality, past of, or present, being which gay, is insane, uh, it must make you wonder. Hang on. Why is that the case? There's got to be something going on. So let's uh, let's go to the phones and watch triple three. Well, before we go to the phones, I just want to let you know that every time we do something about homosexuality and being out and proud on this very station, Triple M, we get a lot of flack for it across the social media. Mm. And I can tell you, as a gay man, the, that this is so <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> so uh, let's. Well, no, Tom, maybe it's just don't just, talk about it and just shut up so, and keep it to yourself and so keep awesome. talking about stuff that we like, like the footy and state of origin. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, people like Steve Allen on Facebook saying things like, was that hand-brushing penis accidental? Does a, does a masculine hetero guy want to roll around on the ground with an openly gay guy? I'm going to say, yeah, Steve. I think most guys wouldn't give a shit about someone's sexuality when they're playing football. And I can tell you that the hand brushing of the penis was accidental, except when it comes to your penis, Steve. It's definitely it's definitely being stayed far, far away from that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, ben on 13353. What do you reckon about this one? Why are there no openly out male AFL players? How you going, guys? Yeah, yeah. good, mate. Good. Getting good. That's good. Um, I reckon it's got to do with the, the environment they're in. I think that um, in the AFL, it's just a matter of being scared. They're scared to come out. Uh, if you if you were uh, men, I guess in an environment where you were your occupation were was a, a dancer or a ballerina, mm. then you probably would, <laughs> yep. you know, just stereotypically think that it'd be okay to be gay. Yeah. Whereas I think in the AFL, it's just that that I guess macho sort of belief that. That it's it's a scary environment to, to yeah. come out. So yeah, it would be. It wouldn't happen. And can we break past it, Ben? What? How do we move forward? Do you think? I don't know, mate. I really don't know. <laughs> it's, it's good to listen to this sort of stuff because I, I just I don't know the answers. Mm. Yeah, it's a really hard, hard question to answer, especially when we don't we don't want to force anybody to do something that that they're not comfortable doing or that they're not ready to do. But the question we need to ask ourselves is the environment that we're cultivating with this national sport, 
is that healthy and is that allowing players to be who they truly are? And this is not a, a like a, a pointing the finger at the AFL going, AFL's a bad sport. I mean, all. the no. AFL does so much good stuff in terms of already the Pride game, in terms of Indigenous round and all that stuff. It's really about just, just really perfecting it and going, how can we really make it sing in a way that everyone feels like they're, they're welcome and they're a part of it? John on one triple three five three. what are your thoughts on this one? Hello. Hello, fellas. What do, you, what, do you reckon? <laughs> what do you reckon? What do you reckon, John? Oh, look, you know what? If anybody was to be brave enough to come and stand beside me, I'd be willing to support them. Uh, are, are you... What do you mean? Okay. I am openly gay and I can kick a footy well over 60 metres. Oh, a bit of a top king, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, once upon a time I was. So you've played for grassroots clubs, John? Yes, I have in the past. I still support them now. Were you, and out, many were you out as a player back then? Oh, well, it's hard to keep it to yourself now, isn't it? Yeah, and so how were your how were your teammates when you were out when you were out in the in the club? Always supportive amongst your partners. Yeah, so you found that uh, a local club but, was a pretty comfortable I, place. But the open community outside. Mm is, ooh, well, they can be challenging sometimes. Yeah. The broader community can? Well, yes, yeah. yes, sometimes. But, you know, stand firm. Any person, again, that needs to stand beside me, I'll support. Yeah, nice stuff, John. And uh, Leon13353, what do we think about this question of, the, of no openly out male AFL players? Look, honestly... Uh, Role models are a huge thing for anyone. I'm straight, so obviously I'm not uh, as into the LGBTIQ community. Mm. And you've got a thousand um, role models, Lee, don't you? Because you're straight. <laughs> um, but look, if, if we look at some of the role models across history, like Elton John, a uh, massive role model to a lot of people, yeah. um, he's openly gay. Yeah. And just when it comes to him, you know, it wasn't easy for him to come out either. And there was a lot of public press when he did come out. Yeah. Um, in the football, as, as a community, I think that there is a lot of people that still to this day, they're not, they're not e- as easily accepted. Like, hmm. it's, 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 it's hard. It's a big point you make about role models. And I think that's why for a lot of people saying on Facebook, you know, it doesn't matter who's gay or who's straight. It's, it's irrelevant. Uh, the, the role model argument is a huge one for why it is important. If you're a young person who's gay and you cannot see, you cannot identify with any other older out players, how are you supposed to be able to visual, visualize yourself out there in the field playing? Yeah, there's and there's also a, a lot of people on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter saying, how about the media? How are the media going to handle this situation when a player does come out? Well, let's speak to the media directly up next. We have Samantha Lane. You'd know her as the AFL journalist, author of the book Raw about the AFLW. Panellist on Before the Game. Panellist on Before the Game. And we'll speak to her about why the media, or how the media is going to handle this. Tom and Ollie, Triple M.
Tom, tonight, of course, we're asking one big question, and that is, why are there no openly gay male AFL players currently playing in the league? It's a big or, or question. Or past as well, Ollie. Or past. Uh, we've spoken to some uh, actual people involved in, in playing. I'm talking about Jason Ball, uh, Angie Green. Her family was heavily involved in playing AFL. Um, but right now, we're joined by Samantha Lane, who you might know as more of a media personality in terms of presenting on shows like Before the Game. She's a journalist. Uh, she's also written a book called Raw, focusing on the AFL Women's uh, League. Uh, so, Samantha Lane, welcome to the show, and you bring a different spin for this for us. Thank you for having me, and I feel very formal being called Samantha. So, uh, <laughs> let's keep that up, please, <laughs> shall we? We can, we can, we can. Samantha. We're we very can. professional here. Uh, I love it. The number one night show, development show on Triple M. Um, but, Sa- Samantha, oh, we'll go yes. Samantha. Um, yes, please. I'm is, sitting up straight up. I'm loving it. The question I, that I just sort of posed there, why there no gay male AFL players that, that are out. Uh, is that a, a big question, do you think? Uh, too big, maybe? And have you heard it asked before? And is it important? Uh, it's very important because it goes to the heart of culture um, and it goes to the heart of people being who they really are and sharing that in a way that is uninhibited and is safe. Mm. And I guess in my lifetime of footy, which is all of, you know, maybe 15 years. Um, It's been a question that's really burned for me. It's made me wonder how healthy the game really is behind the scenes when we know, we just know that there would be um, currently listed AFL male players who are gay. Mm. And there have been certainly in the past. And yet we don't have anyone that's put their name and face to their sexuality in a way that we've seen so refreshingly in AFL women's. It's true. And, and you know, you would love the game as, as more than most people, I guess. You've grown up with it. Your father, Tim Lane, was hugely involved. Uh, you were on before the game from 2003 as a panellist till tw- 2012. Is it is it strange to realise a sport you love might have a bit of a, not a dark side, but at least an uncovered side? Strange? I probably wouldn't use that word. I'd say it, it's always concerned me because yeah you're quite right like you don't just work in something for that length of time and not care I mean I love football and I care a lot about the community as I know it and and this is a part of footy I remember when the women's league was launched uh Gil McLaughlin the CEO said something like you know this was the missing link that footy didn't have now I feel this in terms of a cultural setting um when we when we're pronouncing a yes vote this year in Australia um when when there is inclusion in so many ways this is in my view a gaping hole um in the fabric of footy as we know it well, we're doing, uh, we've, we've of course got the AFL Pride match happening this weekend, Saturday the 9th of June. It starts about 7.25 at Eddie Had. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of the AFLW, I mean, there are out openly gay AFL women's players. Why, yeah. why is it different for the women's side, do you think? Well, I, look, there's a, we could speak all night about this. I think in general, like the women, and it was part of just the beauty and charm and infectious nature of the launch of AFLW, these women arrived as fully formed humans who hadn't been sort of trained within an inch of their lives from the moment they were identified as, you know, vaguely athletically gifted young people. You know, you, what you see with young boys um, traditionally in Australia is that, yeah, 
if they show some talent, they get put into programs and then they're almost trained within an inch of their life before draft day. And yeah. then you get that sort of robotic, clinical, um, almost fearful group of people who don't like it's the Aussie culture. Don't step out of the box, you yeah. know, and that is the Aussie AFL culture, a bit different in NRL, I reckon. But mm-hmm. with the women, they arrived as, you know, professional um, nurses, doctors, um, drivers, all sorts of things. They had a life and so they turned up um, as they were. They came as they are and so that meant showing them themselves and what that has highlighted, um, you know, in this period and it's it's really early days with the AFL engaging a pride game, which is a great thing um, that we will be seeing on, on Saturday night. But what that has done, like the women's league is actually highlighting that the, the, the men's in this space is actually um, – is 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 a way behind. Um, but the women have felt free to be who they are because, you know, actually that is natural – and and normal like to to be your whole self and be that way um with with everyone and anyone that you want to be it's so true samantha lane um do you mind sticking around we've got so much more to ask you uh samantha lane is is in here we're talking about the reason why there's no openly out gay male gay afl players Mm -hmm. stick around you with tom and ollie on triple m we're still joined by Samantha Lane or Sam Lane, depending how comfortable you are with hanging out with her. <laughs> we could say Sam, but we choose to say Samantha That's because right. we're professional. We are. Yes. Uh, now, Sam, you've worked in the AFL uh, industry for many, many years. Uh, on the, the Before the Game show, which was a panel show that was very popular, you were on that from 2003 to 2012. Mm-hmm. What have you observed that's changed in that time frame uh, in terms of this area of sexuality and why there are no out gay AFL players in the men's? Well, I guess what I've observed is is this development that we now have a themed AFL Pride match and, and this will be the third on Saturday night and I'm very happy that I'll be there at Etihad and, and good on Sydney and St Kilda for embracing it and there was the first AFL women's one this year with the Bulldogs and Carlton. Um, but I guess what I'd love to see is that's that's great. You know, we're up to number three for the league, but w- why are we doing just sort of one um, or a couple of clubs um, uniting to do this? Why isn't it a themed round for the entire league? I'd, I'd say that that would be uh, something that would be a development that I'd like to see. But in saying that, you know, I don't want to diss the fact that we've we've come to a point where we do have, you know, teams wearing um, rainbow socks or, um, you know, emblazoned on their jumpers. And I was just looking at the Swans and Saints website this week and what powerful images when sitting on the homepage of these, you know, big clubs, you have videos where um, people are discussing some of the more sensitive aspects of this um, topic and they're just sitting there on these websites and I saw also just sort of digging back in a bit of a catalogue, you know, a photo of John Longmire, the coach of uh, Sydney, flanked by his entire team last year and they're all in the rainbow. John's in the in the scarf with rainbow all over it. Like the power of that, you know, John Longmire was a – yeah, he was it's a hero so big, as it? a player. He's now a coach. It's – it's huge. So, you know, I reminded myself of that and just the symbols of that um, before we spoke because it, it is powerful and that is progress. It just means that everyone's welcome, doesn't it? Yeah, and there's no doubt we are making progress and you're, you're right to say that we're doing well with the Pride Rounds happening more and more, Sam. But back, you know, 10, 15 years ago when you were first getting involved in AFL uh, in the media, was this kind of thing discussed or was it just a bit of taboo? Mm, it was, look... <laughs> 
I guess there's always been, and I I use this word mindfully, an appetite for you know who is who's gay, you know, like, and if he is, like, why isn't he saying it, or you know, this kind of thing, and that is actually it's a really delicate um, question because you know. Personally, as a journalist, would I love to be um, a medium in some way of telling what I think would be one of the most compelling and powerful and helpful stories imaginable, actually, in this game? Um, Yes, I would love that as a journalist. Um, Does that mean that I'm sort of staking out people or asking or, you know, shuffling around? No, it, it doesn't because this has to be done very, very carefully. And, you know, I note that, um, you know, you're talking to Angie Green. I was on um, the committee for stand-up events and um, an ambassador for stand-up events. And she told me the story of um, her dad's um, journey, I guess, as being a father and an ex-football hero and having a gay son and a non-gay son. And one of the brothers, Brent, just didn't feel comfortable going to the footy. And it was because he felt unincluded and uninvited and unsafe. Yeah. And so, you know, that story ran on the front page of The Age. Last year on on Saturday Night Footy on Channel 7, we did a really big feature piece and spoke to heaps of people around it. That's um, that's progress. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, what, I, what, I feel, yeah. What do you, you think, got, what, would, what do you think will happen if, if a player does come out? If the player does well, have the strength and the yeah. support around them to come out, what's going to happen to that first player when they do, because it's definitely inevitable. Like there will be an AFL player that comes out for sure. There will. And, you know, I can speak as a journo and say that I clearly would be very interested in wanting to tell that story. But I would ask you, if you don't mind, like what what do you think would happen and would the barriers well, my own, my potentially own, be? Yeah, my own coming out story. I mean, I just found that. When I did come out, everybody was way more accepting than what I thought. I, I, I don't think I've really experienced any type of homophobia. I've maybe had probably two events, and even then, they haven't even been that negative. Mm. I, 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 I would hope that the community would be incredibly supportive of this person, mm. and I think it'd, it would only breed positivity. There, of yep. course, would be the trolls and the negative people that are going to go, oh, he's gay, blah, 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 but... Yeah. It's it's going to be such a, a moving thing for a whole bunch of the community and everyone yeah. else out there who aren't gay, but who are just supporters, who are, who are normal blokes or, or normal chicks who just go, yeah, well, I've got gay friends. I know what this yeah. means for them. Yeah. It's and, just going to be huge. Yeah. And I think there would be a whole particularly younger generation that just goes, yeah, so what? Yeah. Like, thank, so thank God. We can, what? Get, we can get on with the footy. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't and have I, to stop yeah. worrying about who the hell is gay behind closed doors. We can just get on with the footy and the yeah. sport. Yeah, and I th- I think that's – I would like to think that that's what would happen and how the embrace would be. Uh, so true, Samantha, and, and we hope the same thing. I think you're right, Tom, that uh, if it did happen, it would be a, a positive outpouring of acceptance and uh, and hopefully it, it, the day isn't too far away. Make Samantha, sh- thank you so much. Yeah, and make sure you go out and get Samantha Lane's book, Raw. It's about uh, the, the stories behind AFLW. A movement bigger than sport is, is the subheadline there. Samantha Lane, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And guys, make sure you tune in Saturday night on Channel 7. We, of course, are doing a pre-match show. We're going to be talking a lot about Pride. We've got special guests and really proud and, and happy to be bringing that to the TV screens on Channel 7. Amazing. Make sure you catch that from 7 o'clock on 7. You're with Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Two best mates. I'm sick of you. Oh, yeah? And three hours of questions. Tom and Ollie on Triple M.
Oh, we're nearly there. <laughs> Tom, uh, not after nine, not far away. We can get back to hating each other and I can <laughs> shit can you and uh, say I'm smarter than you after yeah. I beat you in a Mensa test. Great. But uh, we are still uh, going to uh, plow on for the last 20 minutes of this hour um, with this question, um, why are there no out gay AFL players in the men's league? Oh, why are you asking that? That's uh, ridiculous. Leave it alone. Yeah, no, it's not an issue. It's not an issue. People, yeah. people are saying on Facebook, why are you talking about this? Mate, well, they can be who they want to be. I, I don't t- give a shit. <laughs> I can tell you that for... Mate, s- my head's in the sand. <laughs> I've, got, I've got heaps of gay mates and I support it. I'm straight and there's no reason to discuss it. Well, that's happening a lot on Facebook, but Jacob, who's a young gay man, said, thanks for discussing this topic tonight. It means a lot to me and many other people. All my LGBTQI friends and I are listening in a group call. You guys are doing a great job. So it does matter to some people, particularly young people in the LGBTI community, and it's about time Triple M stood up and uh, gave those guys a voice. Right now, 13353... Here's our question for you to get involved with. Is anyone at your local club out and proud? Has someone come out at your local footy club uh, or, or even a, you know, a rugby club or whatever it's called, uh, whatever sport it is? Any um, particularly all-male sporting club, what's your experience uh, of people coming out? Was it positive? Was it difficult? One triple three five three is the number. Love Let's to try and get some thoughts. positive, nice stories. We're going to end on a high, Tom. I reckon we, we are. And we're also going to speak to Tanya from the uh, AFL. She's the GM of Inclusion and Social Policy. She's our final interview. Oh, not far away. One triple three five three. Is anyone out at your club? Tom and Ollie. Triple M. Orange Crush, REM, Triple M's Tom and Ollie. Naughty After Nine isn't far away. 15 minutes away. Until we talk, stop talking about all this gay shit. Uh, we're going to ask. I opened up my browser and... Porn appeared, which will be fun. Fun stuff. Uh, but we are just going to continue on for about 10 minutes more, Tom. With t- this gay shit. With the gay <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, because it is relevant. We think it's worth speaking about because it does open yes. up conversations and yes. hopefully opens up pathways for particularly young people uh, to be able to be themselves. We're asking the question why there's no out openly male. No, no. I always get this wrong. Why there's no Oh. Yeah, we get it. Uh, there's women. Women are out in the AFL Women's League, so why aren't there men? Uh, mm. Craig on one triple three five three. We've asked the question: Who's out in your local league? Is there someone who's come out and how did it go down? Tell us, Craig. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good, mate. Craig. Um, no, it's not really a league, but it is still kind of a club. I was in the army for a very long time. Ah, yes. Um, in the started in the early nineties when um, homosexuality was not allowed. Right. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm straight, by the way, but. Um, some of a couple of the guys that I worked with, and particularly one guy in particular who was the pay clerk, who was the most important person in the regiment. Yeah. Um, outside of the army, when we were at, at barbecues and 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 stuff outside, he was he was quite comfortable. He was having to hide himself at work every every single day. Um, to the point after like um, after a deployment or two, there was uh, a couple of suicide attempts and the like. And he's still a very wow. good friend of mine. Um, and he's now he's now out of the army, but um, it does matter because these are the, it, it just can have such a devastating effect when you have to hide yourself. Well, the army is a very um, interesting example because I mean we we know of uh, things like don't ask, don't tell policy over in the states, and how when that was eradicated, it was so positive. It's almost like a bit of a don't ask, don't tell with the AFL at the moment. Like the, I mean, we don't know that there's gay players, but oh, there's, we think as, that there as a cross section. As a cross section of society, I'm sure they're out. Yeah, and there has to be. Um, but those people who are feel, for some reason, in that particular culture, that they have to hide. And I mean, Ian Thorpe coming out 
was was sensational for sport. Yeah. But there needs to be more to follow, and we need to support them. Craig, was there was there any difference being out in the field with a gay person in the army to a straight person in the army? Not at all. No accidental penis grazing, as it was put on Facebook to us. Yeah, well, I'm, I've, I've got a little one, so I didn't let anybody look at it. <laughs> good, Craig. Good. Very good. So uh, of course. It's got uh, a big gun, though. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, 13, 11, 14 as well, if any of this uh, brings up any type of uh, of thoughts or feelings. Callum, uh, has someone come out? That's in your... Lifeline, by the way. Lifeline. Has anyone come out in your league, Callum? Uh, yeah, we, we had a, a coach come out. Oh, wow. And so how, how was that uh, responded to? It was responded really well. Um, now she um, wasn't sure how it would be taken, so they stepped away um, for a little bit and then came back and decided that, um, you know, she still wanted to be part of the club. Right. And it was, it was received really, really well. Um, yeah, really maturely. Um, she'd, she'd been a part of the club for quite some time as well. So it was really good. And so she, uh, identified as a male beforehand. She came out as trans. Uh, yeah. Correct? Yeah. Cool. Yep. And so Callum, what, I think what that story tells us is that when people, uh, who have been saying on Facebook tonight, you know, it doesn't matter. No one cares about how, you know, what you are or what, what you identify as. Callum, clearly mm. this, this, uh, lady felt like it was a big deal for her. So she had to take some time away to reassess, I guess. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's a big, big identity. Um, she had been a part of the club for for quite some time, and you know, quite a quite a big figure being one of the coaches. Yeah. And so, yeah, had to. Uh, she thought that she had to take take a little bit just to. Uh, come to terms with it herself, I guess. Yeah. yeah, well, a positive story at the end there as well, Callum. Thank you so much for your thoughts uh, and for getting involved. Up next, uh, to wrap up, Tom, we have uh, someone from the AFL. Tanya mm. Hosh is the GM of Inclusion and Social Policy, and we'll go behind the lines, Tom, of the AFL organisation. Let's not try and go too hard either. I've got a, qu- a couple of hard questions here that oh, I so do want to ask. You with Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Stick around. Tom, it's only fitting that we wrap up our conversation surrounding why there are no openly gay male AFL players by speaking to someone at the AFL, at the very centre uh, of our great game, uh, and I mean the AFL, the organisation. And right now we're joined by Tanya Hosh, who is the GM of Inclusion and Social Policy. Good evening, Tanya. Hi. Now, I'm going to start with an easy question and then a hard question, Tanya. Okay? Okay. Easy question is this. What does your role of Inclusion and Social Policy GM involve? Well, it's uh, pretty broad, um, and so I'm responsible for advising the AFL and the industry on issues around multiculturalism, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, issues around gender, sexuality, and transgender. Okay. So then the hard question is, uh, with that in mind, is the existence of a, or lack of existence of any out gay players in the AFL a gauge or a yardstick of your job uh, in the sense that you haven't done good enough? Well, I've been in my job just under two years and it's a new role, so it hadn't existed until I yeah. turned up. I mean, I feel as though it's not fair to measure the performance of the AFL industry and particularly not myself in terms of other people's right to come out or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it is certainly my belief that we must have some gay male players in the system, so Statistically, it would be an anomaly if we didn't. Yeah. Um, however, I don't feel like I'm in a position to 
sort of try to push people to take that next um, very public step, which mm. it would be um, given the profile of AFL players in Australia. Totally. So then essentially, I guess, Tanya, you're, you're sort of sitting there at, at work trying to brainstorm and work out ways to make the AFL more inclusive. How do you think you're going and what are the, what are the positives that you've, you're finding so far? Well, look, I think um, we're definitely making progress. This is the third year that we've had a Pride game, which is taking place. Um, it's a St Kilda home game versus the Sydney Swans at Etihad Stadium on Saturday night. So this is the third year that that's happened and we're seeing more and more um, community clubs t- um, taking up the Pride game. And I think they're the sorts of things that are going to make the difference in terms of the, the longer-term aim of hoping that there are um, players who do feel that it is safe for them to come out when they're playing at that elite level of the game. Mm. Um, and we also know that um, you know our feedback and research tells us that at these um, Pride Games, the LGBTI community feel a lot safer and really comfortable coming to those games and um, do come in great numbers and uh, really celebrate um, their participation in the game. And I guess the other thing is um, we are starting to see change. It's 15 out of 18 clubs now have pride supporter groups that are really active mm. and working really hard to be part of their footy community. We're speaking to Tanya Hosh, who works at the AFL. She's the GM for Inclusion and Social Policy. Tanya, do you think we currently have the right environment for a male player to come out? Well, I think that definitely clubs are conscious of of these issues. I mean, I think the fact that um, we now have uh, clubs picking um, LGBTI issues to promote in their sort of social inclusion rounds and they're making a point of driving that themselves and they're taking responsibility for doing that, that tells me that clubs are wanting to do well in this space. Um, It would be hard for me, I think, as a woman um, who is heterosexual to know exactly what might be required. I suppose my job is to make sure that if there are any complaints or um, any omissions taking place that make it difficult for a player to come out, that that I'm aware of it and I do something about it as soon as that moment comes. My view is, though, in talking to clubs, that um, they're all working really hard to be as an inclusive space as possible. Um, And I can um, tell you that uh, clubs will welcome anyone that can play footy well and help them win that flag. And so I think that um, what you generally will find is that clubs are incredibly invested in doing the right thing by their playing group because their playing group is what equals their success. I do want to say, personally, as a gay man, seeing this Pride game happen uh, for the third year in a row, it does make me proud to be an Australian and for, for the national sport as well. I think it's great. And the theme of this year, I'll, I'll Stand By You, is a great theme as well, especially for tonight, Ollie, having you stand by me for this chat mm. as well about why there are no out, openly out male AFL players. And Tanya Hosh, the AFL GM for Inclusion and Social Policy, thank you so much for joining us for our hard-hitting journalistic questions. <laughs> Thanks for promoting it. I'm really pleased that uh, you've given it some time. Amazing, Tanya. Thank you so much. Ollie, let's wrap this thing up because I'm getting exhausted by it. It's almost nine o'clock, Tom. You're over this, uh, as are some people on on social media and listening right now. But I can see it's taking a toll on you, uh, and that's because you are a gay guy. And to be honest, I can see why. We're getting a lot of comments coming through on our Facebook page saying, 
why does it matter? Leave, leave it alone. No one cares. It's none of our business. And you know what? Some of those comments, I think, come from the right place of wishing for a, for a society where it doesn't matter how you identify as gay or straight. But the reality is, for people like you, Tom, and mm. for other people that I know who are gay, because I'm, I'm a straight guy, and I've got plenty of friends like you who are gay, and I know it, it's important. I know it matters. I can see it in your face now. I can see it in some of the comments we've got and, and messages that have come through privately on our page saying this conversation does matter. It's so important for the future of encouraging young people, young, young Australians to feel comfortable. It's our national code, you know, and so we should be having uh, a sporting arena where all feel welcome. So if you think it's not important, if you think it shouldn't matter, I think you need to check yourself and go, hang on, why does it matter? Why am I being told it matters? Because there is a good reason, and it's all the young kids out there who want to play AFL. And I'm so excited when the day comes that there will be an out and proud male AFL player that's completely masculine and gets on with the game of AFL. There we go. Nine after nine, I'm far away. Woohoo! Tom and Ollie on Triple M.